Welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Crystal Guayco, and I will be your host for the day. I am so glad you are tuned in today. Our hope is that this message will bring you hope and take you to your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy the message. Oh, great God. It, it, uh, they, these are hard days. These are uncertain days. These are challenging days. And so, God, I just, I just pray that, that today everyone that's hearing my voice, whether they believe in you, whether they follow you or not, God, that you would somehow just, just blow hope their way. God, let them know that you're real, that you're alive, that you're with us, that you're for us. Uh, God, we need you more than ever right now, God, so we just turn to you. So open our ears, our hearts, our minds, open ourselves to you and what you want to say to us, even right now. And so, God, I love you, and I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I think we should mark the date. Uh, we don't always time stamp these, but we're going to time stamp today. This is, this is Sunday, July the 19th, 2020, and we time, state, we time uh, stamp that because we are, we, Miami, we are the epicenter of the global pandemic. We are the epicenter of COVID-19. I am standing in the epicenter. I'd be curious, um, as I've talked to so many of you this week, how does that make you feel? Like when, you, when it, The thought that we are right now, at this point in history, at this time, we are the epicenter of, of a global pandemic. What's the word? Throw it, throw it in the comments. What's the word that, that comes to mind, or what's the feeling that it brings up when I say that? Does it make you scared? Does it make you uncertain? Like, what is it? What's the emotion that it stirs up when I say that we are in the epicenter of COVID-19? You know, on, the, on a lighter side, I was uh, talking to one of our Miami Church people uh, earlier this week, and he's a big sports fan. And his comment was this. He said, well, at least we're first place in something. Uh, you know, the Dolphins aren't any good. The Marlins are terrible. The Heat, it's, it's a little promising, but we're, we're not going to win the, the championship. And, and the Hurricanes, eh. So at least we're first place in something. You know, but all jokes aside, seriously, this, this is heavy. This is, this, is a, this is a heavy time. In fact, if I'm just, just keeping it real, uh, I would would say that this past week ha has been one of the most discouraging weeks uh, that I can remember in a long time. I, I just felt the the burden. I, I've, I've felt the uncertainty. I've felt like like God, what what is this? Why what's what's going on? Why is it taking so long? There's just so many things I don't understand, and I have felt discouraged. In fact, there was a an article in, in the Herald, and, and the, the author of the article used these words. He said, he said, as I look around, as I look around our city, as I look around Miami-Dade, and I see people, I see their body language, I think people are broken and defeated. Broken and defeated. You know, I, I've talked to so many of you uh, this past week, exchanged text and email, and spoken to so many of you, and and I realize that, that as, as you're engaging with us today online, I mean, we have a wide range uh, of emotions, a wide range of, 
uh, spectrum of people that are that are part of our Miami Church family and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. And so I, just wherever you are, I want you to know you're not alone. <laughs> I mean, some of you, I mean, we have people who are part of Miami Church who are COVID positive, who are in the hospital right now. Uh, there, there's many of you, I know that, that your family is struggling. I, I've talked to several couples this week, and it, it's hard being quarantined and isolated and and unfortunately, I, I know there's a few couples in our church who have separated uh, the past few weeks, right? It's hard. I know many of you are, are struggling financially. You know, your, your industry, your business has, has felt the, the blow of, of this. And, and those of you who are uh, in the hospitality and restaurants, it, it, this is hard. Some of you, you've, you've lost your job. You've been furloughed. It, it's, it's hard. It's uncertain. I know many of you parents, there, there's just so much uncertainty, like what's going to happen with, with school? I mean, our, our, our superintendent, our school board, they're facing some really difficult decisions when it comes to school. We're only a, a, a few four or five weeks away from the beginning of the school year, and what happens? And if kids go, are they safe? And if they don't go and stay home, like what do we do, and how do we do online, and how do I work, and keep my... And there's all of these questions. And, and it feels heavy. Uh, it, it, it feels wearisome. It, it feels at many times discouraging. So what do we do? Where, where do we find hope? Where, where, where is the hope? You know, I'm, I'm, I've been blessed. Uh, our family has been blessed. Every year we, we go on a, a vacation, and we've gone to the same place We've gone to the same place like eight years in a row, and and there's this isolated beach, and uh, I remember the first time we went there. It's like, how do you even get to the beach? And and there's this path, and and, and you can barely even see the path, and you, you start going down this path, and it and it's crowded, it it's congested, and it's overgrown, and it's narrow. And you begin going down this path, and your 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 shoulder rubs against the foliage, and there's this kind of this gravel area over to the side. And, and as you keep going, you have to watch where you're walking because there's roots, and, and and it's dark, and there's a, in fact, there's a cemetery off over to one side. And, and then you have to watch. There's this limb that goes across, and, and, and you, you have to kind of duck under that so you don't hit your your head. And, and I remember the first time I, years ago when we first went to this particular beach, and I go, like, where, where am I going? But if you keep going, slowly but surely, the path begins to, to open, and it becomes a little bit more defined, and then you kind of come over to the edge, and then you see the view. Boom. It's the most beautiful view in the world. Life a lot of times feels like this little path to the beach. When you're going down it, there, there may be stuff crowding in on you. There may be things that are scary or or, or like, what is that? You, there are obstacles in the way that you have to step over or duck under. Like, and, and sometimes it feels like you're just walking in the dark. I think it feels like that for a lot of us right now. I mean, when does this end? I mean, what's what's the future look like? Well, when do we regather as a church? When can I can I can I get a job? When do I go back to work? What are the kids gonna do? And like, it feels like 
Many times you're walking in the dark or you're walking down a path that, that, that's like, where is this leading? Where am I going? In the midst of that, where, where do you find hope? Where, where do you find the courage to keep going? You know, one of the things a friend of mine did uh, really several months ago is, is he pointed me uh, to the Psalms. And, and if, if you're newer to the Bible, the, the Psalms are, are these ancient poems and songs that were written. And, and what I love about the, the Psalms is they're so raw and they're so real. And even though they were written uh, thousands of years ago and some of the translation language can be a little tricky, but you can just feel it. You can feel it coming from the gut, coming from the soul. And I, I wanted to read uh, this morning just a, a brief psalm, Psalm 42. In fact, I would encourage you this week, maybe later today, uh, if, if, if you have a Bible, uh, maybe even on, a, on the version Bible app, to read the entire psalm. Psalm. I, I, I'm going to read just uh, just read it to you, and then I want to just focus in on a couple of verses just briefly this morning. Psalms 42. Again, these are these are songs. These are are poems that were written, and and here here's what the psalmist says. Psalms 42. He says, "As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, or longs for you, my God." My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember. As I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed with me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Verse 6, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me. A prayer to God, prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. I would encourage you today, this week, if you want to read through that Psalms, uh, if you go on your phone or on your, on your tablet and do you version, just flip on different versions. And, and, and read it, like, read and feel the emotion, feel, feel, feel it coming from the gut. I mean, the, the psalmist is crying out, and I, I, I can't think of anything better to do right now than, than to, to cry out. I want to I zoom in just for a minute on verses 3, 4, and 5, and, and look at 
at what he says because I think he gives us some, some clues and some principles that, that we can cling on to today. And so look with me in, in verse 3. Here's what he says. He says, my, my, my tears have been my food day and night. So he's obviously in a in a in an uncertain in a hard season. My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? Where's your God? Where's God? You know, we did a we had a conversation uh, a few months back, kind of really at the beginning of COVID that we called uh When God. In fact, I would encourage you, uh, man, if these are some questions you're you're wrestling with. We'll go back and check that. You can see it on Facebook. You can see it on YouTube. Uh, but but I, I've found as I've talked to people, and, and also even from my personal feeling, there's really kind of three levels that I'm that I'm seeing right now uh, with people. And see if you identify with one of these three levels. The, the first level is just discouraged. Uh, man, I mean, it's just discouraging. You know, when, when does this end? What's next? It's just discouraging. I'm discouraged. I find a lot of people who are discouraged. Right? And then kind of the next level, a little bit level deeper, is, is, is a word we probably don't use a lot in English, but despondent. It's kind of, a, it's deeper. You no know, discouragement, you're discouraged for a little while and you kind of get over it. But despondent is where you potentially sit in discouragement for, for, for days. This is the idea of, of profound hopelessness, of dejection, uh, of gloom, despondent. And then the last level is, is, is a deeper level, really a clinical level, depression, like literally like depressed. And, and again, if, if you're experiencing depression, I would encourage you to reach out and get help. Get some help. Get, get some help from some, someone who's trained, who's professional, who can help you through that, right? But, but we're all feeling some level, right? Like discouragement, like, oh, man, I go through bouts of discouragement, to despondent, where it seems to be a longer time, to, to depression, which is a deeper, d- deeper level of that. And, and he's saying, man, my tears are like food. Man, I, I am, I am, I, I would probably put, put him, as I read this, into the despondent category. Like, man, it's just been day and night, day after day after day. Then look what he says, verse 4. These things I remember as I pour out my soul. Okay, it's this idea of prayer, this idea of, of crying out to God. You see that? Pour out my soul. He says, I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. I think what's interesting here, and he says this in other places in in, in the psalm, he, he says, these things, what? I remember. These things I remember. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a bad tendency is to be so forward thinking or to be so let's go, let's go, that sometimes I forget what's happened in the past, right? And I'll, and I'll hit a discouraging point or I'll come up to something like, oh, and I'll forget that God has been faithful to me for years and years and years. Or, or there was a situation similar to this, and God came through. Right? It's easy for me to forget. You know, one of the, the things that, that some of the early followers of Jesus would do is they would create monuments, or they would create things that would help them remember. Hey, let's, let's, build, a, let's build something here, because we always want to remember that on this day, at this time, that God came through. You know, I was... Uh, listening to a story this week on a podcast um, from a guy who who early on 
uh, who got the coronavirus and like terrible, ended up in the hospital, was literally in the hospital for weeks, should not have survived. In fact, the doctors gave him like this very small percentage chance of surviving, but through God's grace, uh, he survived. And here it was last week, he was emotional, he was emotional, and he was just sharing his story. And, and one of the things that, that the nurse in the ICU had done is, is she had taken a poster board, uh, and, and, and she had drawn on, on, the, on the poster board, she had drawn like this big flower, and she had put it into the window of his, uh, of his hospital room, of the ICU room. Because people couldn't come and visit him. People couldn't come up there. His family couldn't even be up there. And so she put it up there so people would come to the parking lot of the hospital and they would look up on the fourth floor window and they would see this blue poster board and they would know that's where he was. And they would pray. And there was pictures. In fact, I saw some of these flying around social media. There was pictures up of this. And so what... He did. He's, he was sharing his story. He goes, well, one of the things I did is when I, when I left the hospital is I took that, and he said, I, I framed it, and I put it up on the wall of my house. Why? Remember. Remember. The psalmist says, he says, he says these things I remember as a part. I'm pouring out my soul. It's hard. I'm discouraged. Right? I'm despondent. Things are hard, but, but I, I've got to remember, you know, one of my mentors says, he says it all the time, he says, sometimes you just need to go outside and look up. And so I just encourage you right now, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're going through, wherever you are on the spectrum, right, emotionally, I would just encourage you, like, try to remember, when, when did you feel closest to God? When was that? When, would, when did you really feel the goodness of God? Can you, can you slow down to remember Maybe I know we're quarantined, we need to stay in, but maybe you just need to walk outside one, one night and look up at the stars, or maybe you just need to, to take a walk and, and, and remember. These things I remember. Look at verse 5, look what he says. He says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And look what happens. He says, he says, Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The psalmist like literally begins preaching to himself. <laughs> he, he, he's like, why, am I, why is my soul so downcast? Why, why is it so disturbed? And then he begins to preach to himself. My, my question for you, my question for me, is, is what are you filling your mind with right now? What are, you, what are you filling your mind? See, what you're filling your mind with is what is going to influence the way that you feel and the way that you act. Now, we, we do not need to bury our, our heads and, and totally ignore the news. Uh, we don't need to, to ignore what's going on in the world, okay? We need to be informed. But there's a point where you are taking in so much more than you can just internalize or even understand or comprehend. It's just too much. And so what are you filling your mind with. You know, one of our values here at Miami Church is the idea of Bible engagement. And, and we, spent, uh, we spent the summer, we, we've been encouraging everyone to, to read through the New Testament in 90 days, and we've been trying to go through that together. Why? Just for the sake of it? To check out? No. 
Why? Because we believe God wants to speak to you and that God is speaking to you. And one of the primary ways that he speaks is through his word. And, we, and if you fill your mind with his word, if you fill your mind with his truth, then, right, right, then you have proper perspective and you see things the way you should see them. We're getting ready at the beginning of August to, to jump into to Acts, the, the story of the first church. And we're going to just spend some time marinating through the first 12 chapters of Acts. Why? Why? Because God wants to speak to you. God is speaking to you. Are you hearing him? And so I would just encourage you, like, the, 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 the psalmist, he, he, he's feeling all of this, and it's, and it's okay to feel this. I, I feel discouraged. I feel, right, it's okay to feel. It's not wrong to have those feelings. But, but, but he started preaching to himself. He started saying truth to him. He remembered it, and then he started preaching to himself. What, what, do you, what are you putting in your mind? What are you filling your mind with? The, the other thing that I see, and kind of the last thing that I see here, um, and as I think about the path going toward the beach, is the only, the only way forward is just, just take the next step. Just take the next step. I mean, what's the next step you need to take? You know, I've got three young kids, and so I feel like, uh, especially over the summer as we've been kind of in vacation mode a little bit, I feel like I live on Disney Plus. Any Disney Plus fans out there? Uh, I feel like I live on Disney Plus, and, and one of the, the things that I feel like I've lived on, I feel like I've seen it a hundred times, it hasn't been that many times, is Frozen 2. Any Frozen 2 fans out there? Frozen 2. Supposedly the hugest animated movie of all time, right? Well, I, I I don't I don't know Jennifer Lee who who wrote it and directed it and produced it, uh, but the theme right of Frozen Two, right, is this idea of into the unknown, right? I, I'm going into what's uncertain and what I don't know, right? And the phrase I love the phrase that she used in there, and she says, "Well, what do you do? What do you do when it's unknown? When I don't know what to do? What do you do?" Right? She, said, she says in the movie, right, just take the next right step. Take the next right step. Now, what's interesting, this is a, this is a Jesus principle. Right? Just take the next right step. See, I think so, so many times we, we, get, we get hung up or paralyzed or, or, or just overcome with fear because, well, I just don't know. I mean, where should I go? What's the big, what's the big picture and many times we don't have the big picture. We don't know. There's too much uncertainty. Things are changing so rapidly. I don't know. But I do know. What's the next right step? What's the next right step you need to take today? Maybe you need to call someone. Maybe you need to text. Maybe you need to reach out. Maybe you need to say, I'm sorry. What is that? Even right now, as, as you're listening to my, my voice, what is that that's stirring within you? What's the next right step? What do you need to take? The psalmist paints a, a, a great formula, a great model for us as we, as we face so much uncertainty, so much discouragement. Remember, right? Fill our minds with the right things and just take the next right step. Don't worry about all of that. I can't, you can't, we can't solve all that. What's the next right step? I'll close with this. I remember several years ago uh, at, at the church I was serving at in San Antonio, I was out to lunch one day, 
with the pastor. And uh, we were at this little sandwich shop, and we were talking, casually talking, and, and he was just sharing. Uh, he was just sharing about some of the, so many people in our church who were struggling, and he's telling about this lady who was going through a divorce, and, and this guy over here who was, who was uh, struggling with his job and had been laid off and was under financial strain, and he was talking about this student uh, who was just struggling to figure out, uh, just make some big life decisions early in their 20s. And, and he was going through this thing, and, and, and he, was, he was working on this phrase, and, and he was like, man, I'm just trying. And so he was trying it out on me, and I'll never forget it. And we're sitting there in this little sandwich shop over lunch, and, and he, said, he said, Greg, uh, I'm working on this message, and here's kind of what I got. And he said this. He says, you'll get through it. It, it, won't, it won't be easy. It won't be painless. It won't be quick. But with God's help, you'll get through it. So, so don't be foolish or naive, but don't despair either. With God's help, you'll get through it. It's a good word for you and me today. He said that. This has been years ago. I still remember this a lot. You'll get through it. It won't be painless. It won't be easy. It won't be quick. But with God's help, you'll get through it. So don't, don't be foolish. Don't be by, but don't be naive. But, but, but don't be in despair either. With God's help, you'll get through it. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.